0: to the Kane and rinse podcast volume 5 issue 233 you can play along with cane rinse yes you can next up we have the wolf among us then it's uh, the legend of zelda four swords and four swords adventures following that we return to 16 bit times with kickoff player manager and kickoff two and we'll talk a little bit about the series beyond that as well i think then its 1986 and Outrun at the arcades and some of its uh, spin-offs and sequels as well. And following that, we bring things relatively up-to-date with a look at Grand Theft Auto V, and we'll also be talking about uh, GTA Online in that podcast. Head to canorince.com, where you will find the full schedule, as well as articles, features, reviews, and links to our various uh, organs of output. That's a thing. Our forum, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. And if you enjoy all the stuff that we do, including the podcast and all that other good goodness, uh, you can support us in a few ways. You can simply uh, write reviews or uh, give us ratings on iTunes or wherever else you get the podcast from. You could buy a t-shirt or a bag from spreadshirt.co.uk slash cane rinse. We get a couple of quid or so from each purchase. Or you could donate to our Patreon. Our uh, Patreon sort of uh, online tips jar donation box type of thing and it helps keep us going uh, it's patreon.com slash uh, we don't keep any content hidden behind paywalls or anything like that there's no tiers or, or stuff that's only for people who donate it's just there if you care to support the show what we do and our hosting fees and software and all this sort of stuff uh, and our time and it's incredibly gratefully received uh, please also remember to check out our now weekly video games, music podcast, sound of play. Uh, that also would be much helped by your views and your ratings and uh, your subscriptions uh, as does Kane and Rince uh, We haven't had too many new iTunes reviews, certainly in, in recent times on the UK store anyway. So if you haven't done one, uh, it does help our, uh, our sort of profile, our visibility to receive reviews as well as uh, downloads. So, um, Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Now joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 233 are Tony Atkins. Hello. Ryan Heyman. Ready to rock, reggae and occasionally rap. And indeed roll. And welcome for the first time ever on Kane and Rince, I believe. It's uh, somebody who we've roped in because, well, he's played quite a lot of rock band, Mr. Paul Shotton.
1: Uh, hello. I, I should add, I was on the Manhunt and Manhunt Two episode. You were. That's true.
0: Well, curse my memory. Do you know what the thing is? I haven't listened to that one because of spoilers, so uh, <laughs> I forgot you joined us for that one. But that's
1: thank quite you. that right, No problem. I uh,
0: will. Uh, I must. Yeah. If if I ever get round to playing the Manhunt games, anyway. So Rock Band. Um, I sort of feel like I've slightly messed up because the plan was in my mind when Tony and I scheduled the last (laughs) volume of podcasts, I think it was, we decided to do frequency and amplitude to sort of start things off with the whole harmonics uh, and rhythm action thing and the modern era of games. And then the plan, my plan was at some stage, we would then somehow tackle the Guitar Hero series because it sort of comes next chronologically. Uh, and then obviously there, there's a big overlap with this. Um, but we haven't done Guitar Hero. Um, that's not to say we never will. Um, and there will doubtless be some mentions of it in this uh, podcast. But the one that we really felt most motivated to talk about uh was rock band and its various uh, sequels and spin-offs so uh rock band first arrived back in uh, November 2007, not in Europe. We had to wait uh, a good year for it to arrive here. But uh, to give you an idea how long ago this was, and because Guitar Hero was so big on PS2, Rock Band came out on PS2, as did Rock Band 2, by the way. Um, And then over the next few years, we got uh, obviously The Beatles and Lego and Green Day and uh, then Rock Band 3. And then there was a five-year gap before Rock Band 4. And we'll go into... Uh, the differences and what was added, what was taken away. Uh, As I say, Harmonix were the main developer of the game. Um, Pi Studios ported it to PS2 and Wii. Uh, MTV games were involved. In what capacity exactly? I don't know. I don't know if uh, anyone's got any more insight on that.
1: They were the publisher, basically. I thought that,
0: yeah... uh, but I thought there was some there, there there was some developmental elements at MTV as well but
1: yeah yeah they 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 were as well but they basically were the publisher but um, okay. and EA were responsible for basically putting them out in stores the boxes yeah. basically yeah pretty much indeed and
0: the sales of the series currently as far as we know uh, not betting with digital sales but four million odd units across various uh, platforms and SKUs global revenues of exceeding $600 million and that includes uh, 100 million purchases of downloadable songs which is quite impressive I would say uh, although I, you know, I have no idea what it compares to say Uh, Guitar Hero, Sing Star or Rocksmith but uh, in itself it's pretty decent and the reviews for the series uh, for the main games in the series uh, were extremely strong with all three of the main games uh, averaging reviews of 92 around 92% for Rock Band, Rock Band 2 and Rock Band 3 Uh, the 360 versions other versions uh, slightly lower Um, And the Beatles version, surprisingly, perhaps uh, was closer to 90. But then I suppose that was the fact that people already had uh, versions of rock band by then. Anyway, we'll talk about our relationships with the individual versions. Uh, But first, we need to talk about why it's us on this show, particularly Paul. I think it's uh, it's an interesting story. And one thing I do want to know is, as well as your what you're going to tell us about your vocal stylings, is uh, how much you sort of played the other the other instruments as well so where, where does your rock band odyssey begin
1: um i think it probably started after uh buying guitar hero 2 on the 360 i think we i mean at the time uh, tony and i were on the digital cowboys with alex and it and i think it became once we learnt that oh okay so we, we learned about the whole the the separation of red octane and harmonics, and the fact that Hero was going to be developed by we where we found out it was going to be Neversoft. and so so from g h three onwards uh that was that was sort of going down that route and then we heard okay there's this band game coming out, so we started to sort of look into that and I, it it 's sort of snowball I mean Tony will uh, be able to testify it's sort of snowball <laughs> somewhat it gets a bit confused because the sort of the, the route that it took to get to Europe obviously was a bit. A bit sort of strangulated but we knew that we knew that when the game was starting uh, the sort of the hype around it was starting to build up in the in the us and we were sitting on the sidelines you know waiting patiently for this thing to be released and you know it came out and it was very clear it wasn't going to be released worldwide so we then we then spent the next six months on sort of tensor hooks waiting for it to be announced i mean uh, i mean you mentioned about the game coming out a year later in in europe and, and that was actually uh, sort of across platforms but the 360 version actually had which is what we were going for i had a, a sort of six month exclusivity window so we got it like may 2008 right. by that point i'd already played it Mostly on, I'd got I imported an American PS3 copy of it because it, it wasn't region locked, and all I could really do at the time was play uh, the vocals. Um, when the game came out in the UK, uh, I remember like you know, I ended up somehow managing to convince a local retailer to to sell it to me a day early, so I actually had it uh, uh, the, the evening before, including the full bundle and everything.
0: Yeah, to cut the long story short, and we'll get into the more into the technical side of it, but you basically got into a scene. Uh, which was around perfecting singing songs in rock band, pretty much, right?
1: I haven't completed rock band four yet. Uh, I'll go into why a bit later, but uh, as it currently stands, I've, um, so there's this, this concept of full, a full game, full combo, yeah. um, uh, which you can do on any, you know, any, you know guitar, drums, etc. whatever. So I, I've obviously done some vocals. I've done it on every single rock band game well all the tracks on every single rock band game except rock band 4 so and the majority of those were done as sort of on disc the the different there's some slight technicalities about certain parts of that which i can i can go into later but uh, that's the gist of it and i've on top of that i've you know i've played a lot of download but basically i'd I'd estimate i've probably full comboed on vocals It's, it's, it's certainly over a thousand songs i can't remember the exact exact amount
0: and did you carry on uh, you know, playing with any of the instruments as well, just for fun, or did you try and get, try get good at any of them?
1: Drums, I sort of stuck to medium, because that was about the best I could really manage. And guitar, I sort of moved into hard. Occasionally, I've done some... I've, you know, I got the achievement for 100% on expert uh, guitar on a pre- pretty easy song. But to <laughs> sure. be honest, I'm pretty, I'm pretty rubbish at that, the coordination no. part of it. Uh, so vocals okay. was really, by far and away, the thing I was the best at, without a shadow of a doubt
0: yeah interesting and it is obviously it is completely different from the entire rest of the game which is yeah sort of interesting in itself um, so Tony we've heard a little bit about uh, about you 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 uh, you were so excited for this game you were willing to you, you spent the extra money to import it on PS3 region
2: free as well no I didn't I didn't follow Paul didn't um, you oh, no okay. we, we no achievements that was the problem <laughs> well, no it's not I mean you know once again it's you know Paul got into to vocals and if anyone's ever heard me sing that is not a uh, a destination I needed to travel ever. Um, I'm all for it singing. <laughs> but uh, Guitar Hero 2 came out. Um, mm. and, yeah, I know it's not the Guitar Hero show, but we absolutely lapped that game up. Um, we played you know, hundreds of hours, tons and tons on, on the guitar. And it's just that that feeling of being in that kind of, oh, wow, look, I, I know it's a, it's not a real guitar, but oh, it's got that feeling. I can see why people love this. And that that is where the seed got sown. Um, obviously, rock band was due to be out, and then Paul talked about, you know, we were highly excited. I ended up going down the drum route. Paul had obviously already taken the vocal slot, so that was fine, and I, and I think what probably will help this conversation, and certainly from, you know, mine and Paul's point of view, I'm not too sure about um, you and Ryan, is that we actually, you know, in the situation we were, we, we lived, you know, Paul and me lived relatively close together. Um, at the time, I was obviously podcasting with Alex, and uh, obviously we had our respective wives and girlfriends at that time. So we had a band kind of, not just a band in a box, we also had a bunch of people to play that band in a box. And I, and I Perfect, think that yeah. is the really rip- important thing here because I think a lot of the people never had that opportunity and riff rock, yeah. rock band, they could find themselves, you know, going down a singular path, which, you know, eventually, Paul actually, you know, he did go down that singular path and, and quite yeah. heavily. But for me, you know, that band in a box experience came down to, I was okay at guitar, I, you know, medium i was absolutely competent hard i would got pretty good at and like paul you know one or two songs an expert just to feel like i could get be there somewhere but never the latest stuff um singing i was all for etc etc but drums there was something about the drums they just something about following the path you know it hooked into me and i never got to the point of you know super expert player drummer but i could pretty much you know expert most songs on hard um and mm. half the set list on expert this is pre-kids i had a lot of free time income and free time which i don't have now and more importantly it's space to just sit there and you know play drums you know three or four hours a night and i did that for what seemingly felt like you know a good year or two or you know 18 months maybe um so yeah i you know i can talk with some proficiency about drums i'm I, I'm, I'm not expert expert but it certainly uh, it took over my life for uh, a period of time and like I say you know it, it helped that you know alex was reasonable at guitar and and were as were our respective wives at, at you know all of those things so we had many of uh, gatherings around the house um syst- you know sound system turned up very loudly and you know that that authentic rock band experience is what you know exactly they were selling upon so now, Ryan, we know
0: from uh, well the the way you kind of uh, one of the ways in which you introduced yourself to us was uh, was a, a sort of rap based on our uh, our hmm. <laughs> uh, our then podcast backlog, um, but obviously also you've now uh, joined me as uh, as one half of our hosting team on on Sound of Play podcast. So you <laughs> obviously got musical leanings. Um, were you already into music games by the time Rock Band hit, or was this the start of it for you?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I was a big fan of Parappa the Rapper growing up, um, which is yeah, the uh, the yeah. first Can and Runs podcast that I did with all of y'all. But yeah. um, I I hadn't owned any of the Guitar Hero games or anything like that before. Really? Uh, before playing Rock Band, um, ah, I had been okay. introduced to it like at a at a party at a friend's place uh, where they had Guitar Hero two. And I remember playing the like death clock and the you know trogdoor song and all those like <laughs> if I'm remembering the right entry in the series. Um,
1: yeah, you are.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then I, uh, when I was in college, I bought the rock band two set and basically just continued to play that to the exclusion of just about everything else for like the remainder of the time that I was in college. And uh, since then, I, I've had a very dedicated like attachment to this series. Um, all in the Xbox 360. I loaded up uh, Rock Band 4 on the Xbox One, and uh, says that I have uh, 496 songs in there, which is uh, which is including the disc ex- exports and the DLC, which I bought a, a butt ton of. Um, yeah. But it, it doesn't count the Rock Band Network songs, which didn't transfer over to the new generation, or any of the track no. packs, which you still can't import on the new systems, or uh, mm-hmm. you know, a handful of uh, of DLC songs that just didn't make the jump but um I, i've played tons and tons and tons of hundreds of hours of mm-hmm. of these games over the years and um i always well i, I preferred to play on guitar i have a uh, very little relationship with the drums i just never really got on with that and then of course like i can pick up bass because it's uh, pretty similar to guitar i i can sing like reasonably well like i I can hold a tune and I can hit all of the right notes but my my voice just doesn't naturally have like the kind of like power or personality behind it that would make me like a good singer you know (laughs) but like when I'm playing rock band like I can you know pretty much like sing a song perfectly by the game's algorithmic standards. Yeah you don't need to be a good singer to play this game believe me. (laughs) Yeah
0: this is an interesting interesting facet yeah.
3: Yeah, but I've had tons of fun with this with uh with friends, but mostly by myself, but uh we used to play this yep. a lot my my roommates and I back in college. Mm.
0: Yeah, so for me, um I bought Guitar Hero Day 1 because I'd loved Frequency and Amplitude and I loved Guitar Hero on the PS2. Um I played Guitar Hero 2 on the PS2 as well until the 360 version came out much later and then I played the 360 version of Guitar Hero 2 uh an awful lot, a huge amount um, and uh, absolutely loved it. Um, I got really pretty decent with guitar. I can't do every single last track on expert. I can probably do on, on all of these games. I can get to most of the way through the game on, on expert guitar. When, when rock band was announced, obviously there was that agonizing wait. I didn't, want to um import it for reasons of of cost but I waited until the uh the official 360 version came out and yes of course you are you are right Paul because I remember having it in the summer of 2008 um I bought the band in a box whatever it was called as soon as it was uh as soon as it was released um with its rather rattity tattety drum kit yeah, it wasn't my favourite guitar either. The guitar that came with the initial Rock Band set I <laughs> ended up reverting to uh, other guitars. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, my, I think my main guitar is in fact still one that I got with Guitar Hero World Tour, which was their first sort mm. of um, rock band type band-in-a-box game. Um, and although the, overall I preferred the Rock Band game, um, it had some other, you know, it had some tracks that weren't available on Rock Band and it had some some nice peripherals, you know, I do still, I bought all these all these games in the series day one, absolutely, apart from Green Day because I don't like Green Day, but Rock Band, Rock Band 2, The Beatles, Lego Rock Band, Rock Band 3 were all bought absolutely the minute they came out. Mm-hmm. License transfers were done the minute they came out. Um, you tended to lose like two or three songs per transfer to do with rights issues and whatever. But uh, I've bought tons of DLC albums by Jane's Addiction and pixies and whoever else they did released albums by who I liked um and just tons of other tracks and various rock band network stuff occasionally bands that I actually really liked who I never thought would feature like the hold steady would appear on on rock band network and and that was really exciting um although there was a lot of really obscure stuff on there as well that um that didn't appeal so much but I think i think I haven't counted up, but I think I ended up with something like 700 d l c songs. The thing is um, about it is that I still consider... like I, I didn't buy Rock Band 4 because I've still got all the peripherals and I've still got all the tracks and I didn't want to go through the, the hell. The track list of Rock Band 4 I thought was, you know, for my taste, was terrible. So I I didn't have that appeal. If, if they'd put some songs on it that I thought, oh, I've got to play that. Um, so really I stopped at Rock Band 3, but I don't consider... I don't consider it sort of, you know, something that was in the past. I still consider it part of, you know, key part of my collection, including the peripherals. But I would be, it would be disingenuous for me to say that my play of it hasn't receded. But to be honest, as much as anything, that's about um, living, my living situation, Mm. because I have ended up in a smaller flat where the rooms are more on top of one another. Games rooms right next to the bedroom and the front room. And we've got neighbours downstairs and even playing with headphones. It's a noisy game, especially to play the drums or even the guitar. The clickety clackety nature of it is is not the best. So my dream is, you know, genuinely, if I had my sort of ultimate games room, like a detached gazebo or, you know, out uh, sort of, you know, summer <laughs> house or something, um with uh you know with soundproof walls it would absolutely like this would still be uh rock band three and the beatles would still be as in you know installed as they are on my 360 and they would be you know all the peripherals would be plugged in and you could just pick them up at any time oh, and sounds and carry, yeah oh. exactly and i and i think that's that's important to state because for me this isn't something that like like i, I know that, you know people listeners will know that i i I play older games and I don't consider it kind of, you know, retro in inverted commas. It's just it's just different games. You know, it's like they are games that exist that I want to play whereas I think the sort of perception of, of the, this whole genre was that it was it had a massive and I'm sure, you know, there are reasons for this and and the market would would show this. There was a massive boom and then there was a massive slump and then back in 2015 uh, there was an attempt to kind of revive it uh, which has been not that successful so far. And there's been some there's been some money issues surrounding
2: that release. The rivalry between the Guitar Hero franchise and the Rock Band franchise, you know, at, at its height, kind of 2009 area. Mm. It it was huge. It's it's you know, I don't want to say it's like Nintendo Sega kind of thing, but it it's certainly like you could enjoy both games, but I think people did, you know, pitch their tents on one side or the other. I was mm. very much I am rock band man. I will buy all the other mm. Guitar Hero games, but I'll play those with a you know with a slight you know I don't really like the way they lay guitar out. Guitar Hero
0: was FIFA, and Rock Band was PES in the old you know in the old uh, in the old sort of K- uh, parlance, not in the necessarily in the modern way. It was similar with with the feel of playing the guitar. I mean, famously, Guitar Hero three uh, is I believe the single biggest selling of these games. But I think anyone who has already cuts kind of into the series, it was probably their their least favourite. You know, it had it had fire, fire through the fire and flames, on it or by dragon force and whatever. Yeah. And people people got into that. As proficient a team of coders as NeverSoft were, and we've we've got a Tony Hawk pro skater uh, podcast coming up in the future. Harmonics had already been doing this for years, and they'd nailed the feel of playing the instruments. Like they mm. they learned from their mistakes because if you go back and play. Uh, guitar hero one after playing guitar hero two you could feel that the window for response was different and it and it didn't feel quite so cool um, it felt you know more um, more punitive um, and and you know there was obviously a huge amount of balancing had gone off uh, gone on and I, I remember this feeling exactly the same as a uh, sports interactive ended its relationship with with champ manager and went on to make football manager and I was trying to explain to people who weren't as you know invested in the games industry as I was that not to get that year's championship manager because actually now football manager is and people saying, oh, Guitar Hero Three's out. And it's like, yeah, but if you want like what the people who made that game that you love, Guitar Hero 2, are doing now, you want to get rock band.
2: It's a bit like talking like a grassroots band that's come up through the you know the pub scene all the way through to you know being you know mm. a big kind of rock and roll band and being feeling real genuine. And then you've you know whether you know music's all subjective anyway, but you know to the point of a band maybe that's being manufactured around an idea or concept and you know, the producers taking the money rather than the band. Not that the band doesn't care, they really do, but there's something missing of that. Ah, oh, these feel so genuine, and that's what I took from rock band. It, it really felt like it was. Crafted by people that absolutely adored both, you know, their game and um, the music industry, and I never quite ever got that from Guitar Hero. That it was just an element missing there. But anyway,
3: well, putting the behind-the-scenes stuff aside, I, I think that there was a pretty big difference in between like the personalities that t- the two different types of games had as well. Like Rock Band always came off as being very like clean, polished, and professional. It was a very kind of predictable and. Um, uh, they just got their format down and just like really spit shined it until it gleamed. And then uh, Guitar Hero was always more, uh, I guess, inclined to take risks, um, to do things that were different, to experiment in different ways. It, was, it introduced an uh, in-game music creator into a world tour, and it introduced like hollow notes that didn't require you to strum and those would usually like emulate other instruments and um, mm, had it the pitch had, bend
0: stuff as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it had some, um, some moments later on, like uh, just some of the like stage shows that the guitar hero franchise would put on and uh, the whole like huge theatrical presentation they made out of 2112 in um, guitar hero six were pretty incredible at the time. And, you know, it it definitely had some real highs that could rival some of the things the rock band were doing, but it just seemed like they were always just shooting off in two different directions and weren't necessarily uh, comparable in the ways that they differed. And so it's, it's totally fine for people to have, you know, a preference either way another
0: comparison franchise-wise that I'd make in in that respect would be that uh, Guitar Hero is more like Pinball FX and Rock Band was more like the Pinball Arcade. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I want to start with Rock Band 1 because actually um, I was, you know, I was hugely excited for this and I bought it as soon as it came out on 360 in in Europe. Um, But I remember feeling ever so slightly disappointed with it because it felt a little bit too sterile. Um, Mm, It felt like it wasn't quite there yet for me like I you know I was excited to have it and I definitely enjoyed it and I picked up where I left off you know playing a lot of guitar a lot of solo stuff you know I I remember having early social sessions of this with with a few mates and um, you know some people got into it more than others and um, but it felt to me like this was almost by the time it came out you know we were only a few months away from from Rock Band 2 um, being out in certain markets and rock band felt a little bare bones and like the the track list you know obviously this is going to be the most subjective element but there there weren't like hundreds of tracks on it that i was desperate to play felt a bit patchy to me um and even just the actual yeah just the presentation of it although you know you had the cg intro with the you know the kind of uh, was it the, was it Highway Star in the first one Deep Purple? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, and and you know so they they did go somewhat down the same sort of you know image route as Guitar Hero with the kind of you know classic rockers and studded metal and and screeching vocals. But it's still once you were in game, Guitar Hero had a lot of kind of stuff splashed around. You know the presentation, even going back to the the harmonics ones, they they had like it had the vibe of, you know, kind of being backstage at a a crusty club whereas rock band as as ryan sort of alluding to felt more felt more sterile on a practical level one of the things that uh, is probably worth mentioning about rock band in general is that it is not a game that's particularly well served by a small screen Mm. like i i've I've never tried to play it in a social session on you know on say a, a, a relatively uh small the the smallest screen i've played it on is probably you know sort of 30 something inches Big and and I think smaller than that, it's actually going to be a problem to focus on Mm -hmm. on what's going on. And, And when you have got all four things coming down the screen. Was it well, you got three coming down, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, and then the back one lumped up, horse on. Although, what about uh, once the keyboards come in, have you got we'll, we'll get
1: on to that? <laughs> yeah. So, we'll get on to that, uh, so uh,
0: but yeah, so anyway, vi- um, you know, screen real estate, as they like to say, mm-hmm. um, is uh, is is important in this game. It's another factor that if perhaps you found yourself playing this in, an, in a less than optimum situation, it could actually you know turn you away from the game because there's a hell of a lot going on on that screen and it's already quite um it's it can be quite confusing you know the amount of times i played with sort of people who weren't that familiar with the solo game or hadn't really played guitar hero much were just like had no idea you know they're just looking at this screen it might as well be just pure random colors Mm -hmm. and lights and gobbledygook and you're trying to explain you know you press this at the same time as you press that and again, you know, uh, us as gamers and as people who started playing rhythm action games in, in Parappa, the rapper times, you know, it made a lot of sense. But when you're you're trying to sort of break this out into into a more party situation, there's a lot of learning. It's a
2: language, isn't it? I mean, it's essentially, it's, you know, I remember, obviously, go back to Guitar Hero. But I remember picking up that guitar for the first time. You know, I've been years and years proficiency with controllers and joysticks and all these other things over the years, keyboards. But someone stuck this plastic con- guitar in your hand and you you knew the, the course the concept. We've all watched guitars if you've never even if you've never held one. We understand what they were after. But I remember that that progression jump from going to medium to hard and that extra, you know, using your pinky finger on the orange was this like massive oh, hurdle. Yeah. Um luckily perfected it from those early gains, but if you're just coming into rock band, not having done that then of course you can play on the lower settings but actually sometimes the slower lanes were harder to play in themselves so they didn't quite match up to the songs etc so yeah you know there's definitely hurdles there for somebody that is unfamiliar with
0: the th- thing i always found myself saying over and over again was because you know i would have friends around and they re- we did it several times there's some videos from from back then of, of us all playing and you know people singing bon jovi badly and, and survivor <laughs> and things like that and it, and you know occasionally my friend martin who you know we hardly ever did do gaming together he says you know can we do another rock band session it's like I would but we haven't got the space but the thing I remember about that was always this you know sort of trying to teach people how to play on just easy setting with three buttons but I just kept wanting to emphasise you know th- the game is more fun the yeah. more you practice like because it it's actually you know it's that thing where, as a gamer, it's like it's like when you're showing somebody who's never played a first-person game before, and and they they run into the corner and look up in this in the air or look at the ground, and like so you've got to hold mm-hmm. these and strum and time it all at the same time, and there's a whammy bar and you can tilt the guitar to do something, and so trying to teach people more than three fret buttons at a time, even even when well, obviously we're only talking about the basic type of instruments here, um, it it was a lot, but I but I kept wanting to stress like. I couldn't I never felt I could get across just how zen-like and how how endorphin-flooded I would get when playing this game on on the, on the higher settings.
3: Inc when we're talking about screen real estate and stuff like that, it's important to mention that there are a lot of really intelligent concessions that it makes to readability. Uh, I guess once you get over that initial hurdle of like understanding what you're doing, like especially when comparing this against Guitar Hero. Um, you just like small differences like your lane will never shake like it does in guitar hero which makes things mm-hmm. a little bit more disorienting um, mm-hmm. they reversed the behavior of the uh, the star power and the overdrive in that um, the notes that you have to play to get the power in the first place are white and rock band but colored in uh, in guitar hero and um, and then the yeah. uh, the notes that while the Star Power was active in Guitar Hero are, you know, monocolored, making them harder to play, which would kind of disincentivize you to use them during the harder portions of the song when you really needed yeah. that extra boost. Very good point. And so um, you know, rock band reversed that in that if you're gaining the power, then you have to work a little bit harder to get it. But then once you do get it, then it actually like amplifies the proficiency with with, with which you can play mm. these uh these sections by not obscuring the notes. And you know, there's a ton of of things like that. And the uh, with the vocals, I, I liked that in Rock Band two and three, and then uh, of, of course the spinoffs and stuff. They they took it out in Rock Band four, unfortunately. But the ability to change the way that the notes scrolled by at the top of the screen you can do um, you can have the the line at the top of the screen stay static, and then just like change with every new line of lyrics, which made it a lot easier to read than if um, than if it was scrolling by in a, uh, a continuous motion.
1: I was actually the complete opposite, to be honest with you. I, I can't even play it in static at all.
3: But it was an option though, wasn't it? You could choose. Yeah, it, I think it yeah. makes the text of the lyrics easier to read, especially if you have a TV with like not the best refresh rate.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. can see the lyrics. Pro- I mean, I-, I would always, when, when going around to Alex's, I'd always have yeah. to change it.
0: You mentioned screen refresh rate there. We should talk about calibration um, because,
1: I, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's Blimey. another
0: thing which I think probably a lot of people will have just never done. And so we'll have never got, because a well calibrated game of rock band feels to me, you know, like, like magic, like voodoo, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas a badly calibrated game feels like garbage. Almost unplayable, I would argue. Yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. So, if you've never if you've never engaged with that, or, or you know, and and back back in two thousand seven eight, screen refresh rates were it was more of a consideration, as well. There was more lag between what you were, you know, potentially what you were inputting and what you were seeing. So, it was relevant, and it was something I did, you know, and I would redo until I was absolutely, mm. you know, um, content with it. But again, I, I suspect a lot of people won't have even. Gone through the process or or sort of engaged with with what that was about.
2: Yeah, and all mine goes into an amplifier, then obviously that all gets pushed back into the TV. So, you know, there's two or three different devices it's going through before it even gets to the TV, which, you know, which would be if you literally plug Mm -hmm. it directly into a TV, just playing it through the the speakers, it could be an entirely different refresh rate to what my system was having. And we're talking about milliseconds, of course, but when when you get up into the the higher. crucial in music. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would yeah. throw you off. It, it would make you make you suddenly feel like you were the person completely starting out from scratch again. If, if that wasn't correct, and it used to be frustrating. Yeah. You go around someone's house and like, oh yeah, just come play, play some rock band, and you're like, what? What? This is like so far off. I can't even it's not working. Them like yeah. This?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They they made some improvements as the series went
3: on to the calibration tools. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you can manually adjust the audio delay and the visual delay, mm-hmm. which was mm. um, for me when I just wanted to make like a little tiny tweak because I knew that I was I was always hitting the notes you know by my ear a little bit late. Like I just tied my brain in knots thinking about like okay if I increase the video delay, does that mean that like is that going to make up for the difference that I'm experiencing? <laughs> and I, I think it could have been a lot better explained for those of us who actually wanted to like manually tweak things but uh, i was lucky enough to be able to plug it in my tv has no delay so i just set it at zero for all the games later came rock band 2 as i say this still arrived
0: on on uh, ps2 at this point um 360 and ps3 were the 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 headline versions i guess um and this was for me where the series really got going um it was Partly it was it was it was a lot to do with the refinements they made, but also there was there were some new tracks which I was particularly excited to play, uh, Dinosaur Jr. and Modest Mouse and the replacements and things like this. Um, it felt like there was a broader spread of uh, of genres, of, of music, and then obviously you could bring uh, the vast majority of all that you'd you'd already acquired um forward so you weren't losing anything major i think the songs that didn't carry over weren't songs that i was personally going to miss so that was cool so it felt this was effectively like you know this was for me it was like buying you know that year's fifa or whatever it was like the the essential upgrade where it was very similar in many many regards but everything was just that bit more
2: polished that bit more refined but it was also a big deal that the fact you could bring your, you know the importing of the tracks mm-hmm. over. That I mean that that's what gave it to me. Like it felt like the series was going to have legs well beyond what eventually it did. It, it felt like okay, we're we're taking my library of songs. If I purchase stuff, not just DLC, if I purchase games in the series, trap packs, etc. You know, this stuff is. Is going to continue, and I'm going to be playing this game for years because why would I ever get bored of that? And I think you know that was a real clever masterstroke of them saying, yeah, no, this, yeah, yeah, I know you got a load of songs there, but you know, bring them into your world tour on this one, Um and also the world tour was so much better put together. And I mean, Paul will talk about the technical terms, what they changed, I'm sure, in the engine, but the engine was just. It, it was so much more refined than the first one
1: yeah it was a, it was a significant step up mm. uh and it was no it was noticeable i mean i mean you, you, you obviously we talk about the, the i mean i really like the song list uh, the track list in um in rock band 1 I and mean, obviously mm-hmm being the singer i i became very 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 familiar with it uh, so the the transition you know some of the songs that were, were didn't make it across through the export uh, weren't you know they weren't actually they were actually became a problem later when i was trying to 100% all of them but that you know that's a that's a sort of you know, less of an issue, but just in terms of the the whole interface, even leaving the vocals aside, the whole the whole interface mm-hmm. uh, was just so much slicker. It ran smoother. Yeah. You know, the the menu you didn't have that horrible laggy menu that occurred after you'd bought a few more than a, you know a handful of of uh, DLC tracks that you got in Rock Band One. It just it's just a uh, it was just a lot, and obviously the I mean I. I the band play stuff I sort of I sort of bungled my way through I never really played the game like that to be fair but the the whole, you know with that with that game they they made all the tracks available uh, I think they were all unlocked from the off I seem I seem to recall that that, yeah. that was how it was so I didn't have to sit and play through the whole thing to get the you know it was which was a right fiddle as well I, I seem to recall that's so how I could I actually could be not, remem- not remembering that correctly but uh, that that was also an important distinction so just it was just yeah I mean it's still basically my I'll say straight out off the bat, it's my favourite game of the series.
0: Yeah, it was the one I played the most, both solo and socially. Um, you know, it captured the zeitgeist and, uh, it, you know, it was there at the time when this this scene was happening. Um, I, yeah, I, I sat there many, many evenings, many hours, just as I'd done with Guitar Hero 2, um, just playing songs and solo over and over again to get better, at mainly guitar, but also... Uh, was it always bass? Was there any rhythm? Were there any rhythm guitar tracks in this? Because Guitar Hero Two had um, had rhythm guitar as a second guitar so. option, didn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, no, it was it was just guitar and bass.
0: So that that was cool. Although sometimes they play a bit fast and loose with what instruments are playing what track. <laughs> if you actually know the track mm. quite well, you're like, that's not actually a bass guitar there. That's a synthesizer or whatever. But they'll you know they'll they'll make it work. Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the things we should talk about is note charting as well, because one of the the main criticisms, as well as the the actual, the sort of the look of the interface and the the feel of the interface, um, the designing of note charts, because um, this was something that got farmed out more and more as the Guitar Hero series went on. There were various, was it were, were and and various teams were making Guitar Hero games under different, uh, with various different, you know, tie-ins, um, and you know, no no disrespect to any of those developers. But again, I think it was just a case of they just didn't know their stuff as much. They hadn't been doing it as long. And for me, the the harmonics note charts were always the ones that made me feel the most like as a non-musician mm. that I was playing the music. And that's that's a really important part of it for me.
3: I think the rock band versus the Guitar Hero note charts, um, the rock band ones always felt more accurate to what the uh, original musicians were playing but the guitar hero exactly. ones always felt to me like more of what i would imagine the song was like to play if i was just listening to it like if right. you compare um rock band versus guitar hero's version of uh, smells like teen spirit by nirvana like sure. there's a lot of like in between notes that you don't really hear unless you're really listening for them in the um, Rock Band version, which makes yeah. it a little awkward to play if you just kind of like know the tune and you've been air guitaring it ever since you were like 13 years old or something. <laughs> but like if you if you do play it in Rock Band and eventually get good at it, then like that that does feel pretty amazing.
2: The way that I, I my my love of music that grew around hearing this stuff, you know, talking about the the notes that you never even heard before, and yeah, you know, I I listened to music for many years, and it's kind of always been quite a passive thing for me, just you know, music in the background. I know that's not the case for everybody here, but for me, it's just you know, sure. something that was always on in the background. Yeah this is a genre of games that actually made me study what music was about. Not just, you know, oh yeah, that's on the radio, you know, whatever. You know, I I had to, you know, if I was to play the drums with this, I'd have to understand how a drum section was made up. And and by doing that, if I was playing in a band setting, I would have to understand how every one of those components was made Mm. up. So I I think quite often when you're listening to, to just, you know, songs in the background, so much emphasis is put just on the vocals that are coming across. And it really made me to, to take kind of step back and actually go, well, no, that, you know, songs are made up of so many different elements. And, you know, I, I really then tuned certainly for a, for a good couple of years, really mm. tuned into, you know, what drums or what beat sections would be in songs that, you know, gave it, you know, that kind of bass, you know, line for people to work from and right. you know, why bass became important, why guitars and eventually why, you know, the vocals and how it needed all those sounds to come across as, you know, as almost as a visual medium in itself and also broad, broadened my horizons to what music was out there. I mean, I I came across so much music mm, that I'd never yeah. heard before. I, I had an appreciation for, you know, for an era of music kind of in the you know, 70s and 80s mm. that, you know, I, I would think of, you know, 80s as a quite a cheesy kind of dumb kind of <laughs> power song <laughs> ballad. Thing. And, it, and it was more than that. And I remember, you know, talking with Paul, for hours and hours and hours about you know what songs were coming up on DLCs or what songs were coming hmm. in the future, and both us hunting out those songs and sticking them on our whatever it may be our iPods at the time, and you know listen to those things for weeks and months prior to the game's releases or the DLC releases, and so you you'd feel like you'd have a, a you know a step up before actually getting into those songs. Like yeah, I know how this drum
3: rhythm goes. I think when talking about Rock Band two as uh, overall, like it's. It can't be overstated how important this game was to setting the foundation for what the series was going to be going forward. Like as it introduced the um the disc export from Rock Band 1, like that was a kind of a promise or a statement of intention from Harmonix mm-hmm. saying that, you know, Rock Band is not just a series of standalone games, like this is a platform and this is a, you know, your music library is going to stay with you throughout your rock band career. And, you know, DLC would transfer from one game to the next, which wasn't even happening for many games in the future in uh, Guitar Hero, like you would buy game specific DLC in uh, Guitar Hero and not be able to play that in the next Guitar Hero game. And so, um, you know, and then transferring all of that information from the previous Rock Band games into uh, Rock Band Blitz later on and just like the kind of robust longevity of these pieces was uh, just really set this apart from every other game in its genre.
2: Yeah, it's not that, that point of like the people talking about the saturation of the market. I think if if you're you know, looking from the outside in. Um, I think, you know, seeing how many releases were, were coming out, I, I think that that was easy and you know, an accusation to make. But I think if you're really into it, the idea of, you know, OK, there's more track packs. Well, I'm just going to buy that track pack and it's going to import into this this grander, overarching thing of rock band 2 or, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward 3, etc. And, you know, I, I never I, I understood the, the complaints of saturation of market because, you know, at, at that time there was so much stuff coming up, or, or at least within 3 f- onwards. But as somebody right in the middle of it, I, I would look at those trap packs and go, oh, "I need to get this." I remember, poor me, importing some of the the more American the ones that are only released in America, just to just to get that little bit extra stuff that we hadn't had before. You know, on one's
0: relationship to music and and this game, and whether there's any connection. Like my 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 upbringing was very music, surrounded by music. Mm-hmm. I, you know, some of my um, fondest child memories are sitting right behind my granddad's jazz band you know this was a regular occurrence um sitting behind the drum kit watching his his drummer chris uh drumming and going off and i used to love the way he would go off into this kind of trance this reverie of music it was not one of the things that i think um i I think both josh and carl uh, of this show said when we were talking about frequency and amplitude that The thing they liked about that game over say guitar hero or rock band was that it was this more sort of you know zen like rhythmic state but actually for me it's completely the same like Mm -hmm. watching watching tom york singing or 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 keith moon playing the drums or um hendrix or anyone like that that you know clearly going into a complete you know um trance almost of of musical bliss ecstasy and yeah even watching my granddad's local jazz band the same sort of thing you know he would become like a different person when he was playing playing the piano and what i found with this game was although i'm not you know i I never persisted with an instrument i tried to play a couple when i was a kid i've always been surrounded like loads of my friends are like really decent musicians in in you know decent bands not just you know sort of bedroom uh scrubbers or whatever yeah um but I've I've never got to that stage. But I've always, you know, I've been an obsessive music uh, listener devotee for for many years. But the thing that I got out of this was, you know, uh, I, th- I remember Josh saying like th- this game was more about kind of, you know, doing the kind of rock posturing thing and the kind of, you know, the the the, the sort of on stage theatrics and stuff like that. And I would agree for some people that is absolutely what, you know, that fantasy might be something that they get out of this. But for me, it was never that like, I've got no desire to be, you know, you know, Bono or, or Michael Hutchins or something kind of preening and, and wearing tight leather trousers. For me, it was all about being in that total, that, that blissful reverie, that trance, that, that transcendental state of being at one with the music in a way that, you know, that I could do that wouldn't take me years and years and years of blistered fingers to yeah. to achieve. And now I'm not saying that it's the same because I can't I can't tell you that because I don't know. And I, I, obviously the expert instruments came out and Rocksmith has happened. And so you can do that. But for me, yes, just playing a five fret button plastic instrument with. Uh, on expert level, got me to a point where I was in pretty much in kind of musical heaven. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thrusting. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, doing pelvic thrusts or anything. It's, it's all in my head. It's, it's just, it's an emotion. It's, it's a joy.
2: You know, I, I never understood, um, you know, that breakdown of communication between people that you know were completely anti-guitar uh, hero rock band scene um, because they played real instruments, and it used to absolutely wind me up because, like, I was never, only any doubt that I was an amazing drummer, and it and it never really, I never really cared about that. It was about, you know, for all the things that the you know, they would they would argue, you know, just if they sat down, they just take the time, sit down, learn the guitar, you'll get so much enjoyment out of it, and that was like putting put in a, um, a seed out there that I wasn't, you know, enjoying myself with something like this. That I should go go and learn a real instrument. There was. There was times when I would sit there, you know, at the end of a three hour session on the drums with rock band, literally sweat dripping over the drum set. So
0: much endorphins. My fingers
2: red raw because I've been, you know, literally drumming that drum set for three hours straight, just in a complete euphoric state. It didn't matter that they're not a real set of drums. To me, it felt like for just for a split second or for a few hours, I was a drummer. I'm never going to be a drummer. I now have a, mm-hmm. a greater understanding that how you know how a drummer would perform in those situations, but I, I'm i never I'm never going to have the time to, to dedicate that.
1: It's worth pointing out that unlike the other other, you know, if you think about the the core instruments as they are, the the vote, the drums is in fact the one it's thing <laughs> exactly. that's absolutely transferable. Absolutely. and I know absolutely yes. loads of people who went on to become actual drummers as a result of, of starting in rock band absolutely
0: so- it's a great trainer genuinely there were a lot of people who 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 did who were into music and who did play instruments who weren't like that as well we shouldn't say that everyone who played an instrument was uh, very snooty about it
2: Instead of being angry at the people that, you know, didn't, I didn't have the time or dedication or even the want to to learn those instruments, the fact that it gave us an insight of what it must be to even be slightly proficient hmm. at a guitar <laughs> or drums or whatever it may be. And, and you know, to take it one further, to, to do that in a setting where there's four of you, you know, in a room. And you're all in that euphoric state. It doesn't matter if you're playing on easy, medium, hard, or expert because you're sinking to your level. The moment that everybody goes now and you all you know tilt the guitar or hit the you know hit whatever the, the you need to do to, to activate the uh, the overdrive all at the same time and the screen lights up and everybody looks at each other in that kind of We're rocking out, oh yes. It's like, yes, it's daft, yes it's stupid, yes it's gamey damn, it's beautiful at the same time. And, mm. you know, I I just remembered, you know, having countless arguments with people on the internet and just like, it doesn't matter, just get over
1: it. I, I will say it was also, the game was a darn sight, a better, did a darn site better job of giving me some kind of musical education mm-hmm. that I simply didn't get at school. So uh, <laughs> it, it basically corrected... All of the problems all of the uh, uh, all of the things I'd had issues with at school but about the way it was taught particularly in the UK uh, really badly just not mm. not interesting and you know even even the guitar stuff uh, people were learning sort of you'd see a note pattern and you'd know you'd know even in its five lane form what that note pattern actually represented so people were learning about that and
0: the analogy I would use is the, the amount of top level professional footballers who play FIFA or pes um you know it's like they you know if it's just a it's a slightly different it's a you know it's a it's slightly different discipline and similarly like racing car drivers who play driving games it's like you know if it was so inferior and so pointless would the people who get to do this like at the very highest level um do it for real i think yeah i mean that that snootiness certainly existed but i I don't think it was completely prevalent i think it was just So in September 2009, after uh, some launch hype, uh, we got The Beatles Rock Band, a Beatles-specific title that was the first ever Beatles-related video game, I believe. Uh, The only previous thing I could think of was the completely unlicensed use of Lady Madonna in Bomb Jack, the uh, 1984 Tecmo arcade game. And uh, yeah, again, a day one purchase for me. I've never been like a massive Beatles fan. Um, Obviously, you know, very much appreciate their importance in music and some, some of their, you know, songs I just, you know, think are amazing. Um, But like, I'm not a fan of, I mean, at least three out of the four Beatles, I don't think particularly nice people. Uh, They seem quite weird, which I suppose is understandable, but this was a, this, this obviously had to, to go in the collection, the chance to, Play this game that I loved with some of these amazing songs, and I was actually quite blown away by this piece of software as a labour of love. It, it, yeah, it, that was obviously you know made by by people at Harmonix who, I mean, I, I guess there was a high level of quality control on it from from the Beatles' point of view from the from the licensees uh whoever exactly those people were i'm sure you know paul mccartney and ringo had had the odd look in but i suspect it was other people protecting their legacy more more co- closely um but ev- you know from the the intro to this game uh, still for me is is just one of the most magical video game intros ever right regardless of genre just uh, as a piece of animation as a piece of audiovisual art it's just jaw-dropping and there are still some of the some of the you know the 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 more sort of drug-inspired segments in the in the actual songs visualizations as well just really really well done and um yeah this is like you know you can pick this game up for for buttons um but it's something i've owned it since day one and i would never ever get rid of it it's it's like a permanent fixture in in my collection forever as far as i'm concerned
3: kind of a gold standard in how to really respectfully depict like a band's work like this i think does such a good job of preserving this uh you know i guess relatively small proportion of the beatles backlog but Mm. it's like every song is so carefully visualized and Mm -hmm. um and then you know as we got an ear for in the previous rock band games like these harmonics individuals many of them were musicians beforehand and continue to play in bands um yeah like they have a real real like ear for music and production and just making sure that all of these recordings sound just like top-notch and um and it's it's an excellent way to experience these songs for fans of the beatles and for people who have never come to their music before
2: yeah, and, and from that point of view, back to you know, my understanding of, of music, I'd listened to Beatles you know, a, a number of times in, in the past, never really understood why they were as popular as they were until I got hold of this game, and mm. understood how pioneering for the, for the time you know, period that they are, and how many tricks and techniques and, and you know, mixing of sounds and, and vocal styles were In there um, and gave me a real foundation of actually how music progressed from the moment that the Beatles were around and how you know, you know basic music progressed there on. Um, tons of stuff now that people copy, of course, um, and it doesn't seem anywhere near as fascinating as what they were doing back then. But, um, you know, really, really important. what they
0: did in the period of time they were mm-hmm. together is it's still mind boggling.
1: I should also, as a side note, both Tony, Alex, and myself, uh, as the Digital Cowboys, went to. Uh, Seattle packs when just before this release we actually got to play this uh, on on their stage with Alex Navarro. Funnily (laughs) enough, I remember we 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 played all together. That was that was that was great. That was great fun. Um, The in terms of the engine, uh, I don't know about the guitar and the drums and the bass. Uh, The vocals, obviously, this is where where harmonies were added. Yeah. The visual side of it. I mean, obviously, it's it's an outstanding production, but obviously, occasionally it would obscure (laughs) what you were trying to do and. It occasionally made things a little bit hard to see, uh, although... It wasn't so bad. It wasn't impossible. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, the, the, I think the major thing with the game was the vocals, har- vocal harmonies. That was yeah. a big thing they added.
0: Could you do the equivalent of the Street Fighter 4 training stage thing and play it without the visualisations on at all?
1: No, I don't think you could, t- in, in terms of turning all that stuff off.
2: The person actually just watching other people's play was the person actually having the most fun because you could appreciate all the craziness going on the screen where everyone else is watching their one little portion of the screen because it, I mean, visually it's, it's such a treat.
0: The other fun cliche that's always trotted out about the Beatles rock band is, uh, oh, Ringo could actually drum, couldn't he? <laughs> it's like if you've ever <laughs> tried to play his drum parts on uh, on expert, it's like, oh, okay, he did Ab- some absolutely did some interesting absolutely. things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Couple of months later, uh, we had the quirky uh, Lego rock band, which was um, this was also, I suppose, at the. I mean, they're still on, still trucking on with the Lego series, and now we've got Lego Dimensions mm-hmm. as well. But um, this was uh, at the height, I suppose, of the, the Lego tie-in games, and uh, I suppose this made perfect sense. It was a shorter track list of forty something,
3: forty-five. But
0: um, yeah, this I mean, was I, wonderful. I bought it day one, <laughs> played through it, uh, then you know, pretty much completed it as Lego rock band saw all the silliness and then just exported the tracks into back into rock Mm -hmm. band. But yeah, what what a, what a, what a fun thing. What a really
3: nice product this was. I think it's the biggest addition in this one was the addition of, um, I don't even know what they would be called, but like kind of boss fight stages or like adventure stages where they would set certain songs against like visualizations that, you wouldn't necessarily like they were like stories that were playing out with these little Lego Ghostbusters people and everything. I remember
0: quite well. Yeah.
3: Um, and those are always the highlights for me. I remember, uh, so what by pink was set across like this giant Lord of the rings battle, like this great fantasy battle with, uh, like orcs and giant ogres and, uh, gotcha. and then, uh, monster by the automatic, which is a, a very, very fun song to play in rock band. Like that one just is a real highlight for me. Um, is set across like you are running away from this giant robotic tyrannosaurus rex and uh they're just so memorable and then uh, of course uh, a tick tick boom by the hives against the destruction of <laughs> like a high-rise building like it's just so good and i, I kind of wish that <laughs> like that those little like video vignettes exported along with the music but yeah, um, totally. yeah the song or this uh this game for what it was had a very strong soundtrack much stronger than i would have expected and a lot of songs that like i don't know if i would appreciate listening to as much but like were just tons of fun to play and so this song or this game really got the the play aspects down
2: it's actually quite funny to 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 remember this this time because once again to go up against uh, guitar hero or yeah guitar hero isn't it um band hero was guitar hero's version of lego rock band which was basically just a more Happy mm, go yeah. lucky kind of kidtier fight set list. Mm. literally, I think it was like two weeks out prior to Lego rock band um they were just they were just you know following what each other's leads, they were just batting against each other, like, okay, we can do you a fun one, but once again, lego rock band kind of had that weird quirky daft license and and it really worked where band hero seemed just you know okay yeah it's a it's a happier go lucky set of set lists for for the younger generation but, but
3: but that was about it, which to take a bit of a tangent off of Ben hero. Uh, they allowed you to export those songs to future Guitar Hero entries as well, which means that you could sing <laughs> mm-hmm. Walking on Sunshine with a band full of Kurt Cobain's in uh, rock yeah. band, or Guitar <laughs> Hero 5, which yeah. was a lot I of got fun. got into a bit of trouble for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: uh,
1: Lego is also I mean there are looking I mean you, you obviously had the minifigs of things like uh, your, I think Blur are in it Queen and I think Spinal Tap are in it mm, as well if, if memory mm, serves me mm. correct there's there's a couple of slightly unfortunate things you know unfortunately there's a Lost profit song in there oh god Rather yeah. unfortunate now
0: hadn't even thought about that yeah
1: that was the last last um, major mm. Rock Band release that was based that was based on Rock Band 2's engine so mm. uh, if you played it on the disc that's that that's what you got. Basically, it was a, a, a sort of a, an adapted version of rock band two, because obviously the harmonics were sort of doing uh, their thing with the new the new stuff in the Beatles, which obviously transitioned into later right. games. And the soundtrack is great. I mean, I, I didn't mind. I mean, 45 songs is still a lot of songs uh, for mm-hmm. your for your money. To be quite honest with you, I still think it's a uh, and it's a, it's a you know I really liked some of the choices, like you know Steve Harley, Cockney Rebel, you know uh, Come Up and See Me, Make Me Smile, that, that kind of thing. Um, that's exactly stuff. I, I I never would have expected to uh, to have. To, to have the opportunity to play, uh, and they they, they all I always found it strange that they, they they would they would slant to sort of songs you you, you know British stuff. I mean I always I, I, I always often took great delight just going back to Rob band two for a moment. Took great delight in all these uh, American sort of twelve you know twelve thirteen year olds singing Cool for cats you know and the lines like give a give the dog a bone. And I always, mm. I always took a I always <laughs> found that quite amusing to imagine that that was going on or wondering what what you know I'm sure they got the reference, but it just it just I don't know they 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 seem to they get that whole the cross you know the transatlantic thing work they did a really good job with that and I I, I often felt that uh, the guitar side didn't really kind of get get that as well so it's just straight it was just nice to see some songs you never would have expected you know right in there shoved right in there
0: well for me a lot of the ones in lego rock band um you know you got your your kind of silly more kiddie cute skewed stuff like you know your number bands like blink 182 and some 41 and you've got ghostbusters and then you've got you know sort of uh novelty Stuff like Kung Fu Fighting, but then other stuff, like you say, like, like Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel and some David Bowie and some Blur and uh, various other you know, acts. Actually, they became, you know, very much part of my regular later, you know, yeah, yeah. playlist once I'd exported them out as, as just great songs that I would have downloaded as DLC or I would have, you know, bought as a, as a pack or whatever. Uh, next up came the one I had no interest in at all. Um, we we haven 't got much time to dwell on Green Day rock band. was there anything of note other than it was a whole load of green Day songs
1: It was a bit a little bit on the lazy side, and it was an element you sort of sense that they uh harmonics are sort of like okay we we really need to make some money here and they sort of did i think they did a better job than i i felt um activision's or whoever activision farmed out say van halen to
0: yeah so then we came to the last um of big release of the era for five years um october 2010 uh, 360 and PS3. Of course, the Wii was still uh, commanding a version at this point, and there was also a DS version, which was, uh, I think, still based on the whole Rock Band Unplugged thing for the PSP. Um, probably came with some sort of painful finger accordion. Um, I don't uh, recall. No,
1: wasn't it? Wasn't there a Lego Rock Band on the D- DS as well? Or I, I have, yeah, yeah, there was. Have like, I got a recollection yeah. of that? No, that's or, correct.
0: I, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: it's probably like that. Uh,
0: yes, but I think that was also based on. Uh, the PSP game. Anyway, we talked a bit about um, those and uh, Unplugged and Blitz when we covered frequency and amplitude because in a way they probably they're kind of as closely related. Yeah, closer to that. Yeah. So Rock Band Three. Um, you know, for me it was an obvious day one purchase. Get the, all the new songs uh, plus export pre. You know, or bring in yep. all the previous songs. Um, now I know that for me, it was like, well, it's, um, you know, presentation wise, I think it was uh, a bit, bit more user-friendly than, than rock band two. And it added keyboards, which is something I was always interested in. So I used to play my granddad's piano when I was a kid at home. Um, so I got the keyboard peripheral for, for that Christmas. And it's something I still haven't, um, invested nearly enough time in that that I would love to, you know, if I had that fantasy games room, um, Playing the Ion Rocker that uh, the former, you know, uh, when I was on the Game Adult Podcast, uh, Scott Cleverdon kindly gifted me as a random gift. I have to mention that on this podcast, my (laughs) Ion Rocker drum kit. Um, That's something I, you know, it was an amazing, just an amazing. Uh, gesture from him and still something that you know I would love to get back to really getting into learning get to the stage that you got with the drums Tony would be would be a real treat um, and and a good workout as well but yeah so for me this was a continuation and extension but I think there there probably was the feeling that the the industry was moving on and also it was again it was so much circumstantial because this was this was the first one that was released after I'd moved into the place I'm still in now, which is, as I say, it's smaller, less room. That becomes a factor. So I haven't played this as much as I wanted. Now I know um, there were some controversial changes to the, the the singing system. Is that right? Was this where they
3: introduced the auto tune?
1: That was something I think no one could figure out quite what it did. It was yeah. this auto pitch or something. No ah. one. I think literally everyone turned it off because no one could figure out mm. what it did. There were things like uh, you couldn't adjust the microphone sensitivity anymore uh, mm-hmm. for some inexplicable reason, and it was over, it, it, it's even to this day in Rock Band 4, it's it's so oversensitive. The slightest cough, I can accidentally activate overdrive. Now, what <laughs> what they decided to do was because some people either had problems where they couldn't activate overdrive, or they or they could, uh, or they it was oversensitive. So they yeah. uh, they patched in the ability to use the I think either the back button or the select button on the PS3 mm. controller to activate overdrive. And that meant you didn't have to do the stooping, whooping noises anymore.
2: From my point of view, I mean, Rock Band Three is where I started to, to fall off. Um, I think to me it seemed more of a confused product, and I and I understand why they ended up in that that situation. They introduced the the pro drums, of course, but also you know the guitars. That you you could strum. I, see. <laughs> they, I mean, they they chased the crowd that, that I was talking about earlier, which is well, this isn't you know ha- there must be an easier way to implement this game and actually get people learning instruments. And I think it was a noble quest and probably the right thing to do from a from a standpoint of view. Is like, well, how can we take this this genre any any further? But I also felt it, it became somewhat the beginning of the end. It seemed like they yeah. were chasing something but they didn't really know what they like it seemed like the logical step to to go forward but it didn't then really represent itself back into the game and i don't you know i think the product came out there seemed to be guitars and keyboards you know they were the the pro stuff was really hard to find and if you could find it it was really expensive to buy so then it kind of got pushed to the wayside and um, then so then it was kind of not really nobody really talked about it then it became this kind of like elephant in the room situation of like oh yeah right. we we'll do that stuff as well but don't worry if you're still a beginner you can you can use this other stuff and i you know i was struggling away trying to readjust to you know to having symbols on the drum kit all of a sudden and you know yeah. trying to get that for an iron rocket wasn't the particularly easiest thing and it just become not necessarily a chore but become a confused product and I, I don't think harmonics really know what they wanted to do with it I and i think that Translated to the general public, it was like, okay, well, do I do I need to learn this stuff? I mean, is this really what I need to be doing? Is is this beyond the game now? Do I need to be learning the guitar or the drums hmm. for real?
3: Well, there was such a huge emphasis that was put on these pro instruments, um and then you There's knew that in the, of the back it, yeah. of your mind the entire time that like all the future DLC is the people who are making these note charts are also going to have to make like guitar, chord, uh, note charts for the people who have yeah. the pro versions. But then these pro versions just didn't really sell. And so they spent all this time and money producing these more elaborate note charts. They spent all this time and money producing these more expensive uh, instrument peripherals. And, um, you know, the keyboard was kind of an in-between thing because that one could be played by... Uh, beginners or by people who were really dedicated to learning the yep. instrument. But I, I think that the, this niche of like learning instruments through um, through video games was just settled so much better by, uh, by Rocksmith that came out pretty soon after this or at about the same time if I remember correctly. Well, once again in in Europe we had to wait. There was a
0: huge gap Mm. uh, I think another year before we got Rocksmith over here but yes, globally. It just
1: seemed like such a
3: more Mm. elegant solution to that Mm. problem.
1: Rock Band 3's problem was it was everything in the kitchen sink chucked in so it it became a a bit of a mess. I mean, you you mentioned about the pro pro guitar and bass and to be honest it didn't even apply to I mean, obviously it applied to all of the songs on the disc. They did note Charts for all of that, but the DLC wise, it was selective. You had to buy it as an as an upgrade. Oh, yeah, so that's right. I think the reason the 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 pro drums, uh, I mean, obviously that maybe didn't necessarily appeal to Tony, but that is the one thing of, of all of this that that really did take mm, off because yeah. they'd kind of already done the work. They they'd already defined um, in the download in even way back to Rock Band One in the charts. You know what you know what the difference between a, I'm, I'm terrible with the names, but the hi hat versus mm. whatever the other yellow is supposed to be. I definitely store a, a surge of people really gravitating towards that. And you can tell it was successful because it's the one thing that has Continued. transferred yeah. into Rock Band 4 whereas everything else has fallen by the wayside. I, mean, I
2: mean even the guitar hero side they kept it and they, they went down the pro drums route but I guess they didn't chase the uh, the guitars etc. I
0: liked the fact that they added the more obvious um, sort of post trials like um, high score tabling against your pals. But I suppose where the confusion came in for me, because uh, you know, I, I I knew that I wasn't going to go down the 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 pro instruments or the or, or indeed the Rocksmith route, um, but there was the confusion because there was that middle tier of instruments, wasn't there? With yeah. the the kind of insane amounts of buttons, which I never, I'd never, I've never physically seen one of those yeah. peripherals. But it just, I didn't... have
1: one, I have one sat in a box. So I can actually see it from here.
0: Right. <laughs> it just always made me think, um, you know, because my my association with the classic uh five button peripheral is yeah okay and and you know guitar hero didn't do it first because um the konami uh japanese game got the guitar freaks wasn't it got there first um but the the five fret button thing you know for me going from uh, first three to four and then five fret buttons was a big deal and i got to five and i loved it and i still love it and it still feels great now um so there's part of me thinking well if I got one of these... How many buttons have they got, is it?
1: It's 130-something. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's something like that.
0: <laughs> you know, part of me is thinking, well, that could be amazing. Like, it could feel like it could be you know some of the most fantastic muscle memory twitch zen gaming that i've ever played because five buttons is so much more fun than four so surely you know it could work that a hundred and something buttons is a hundred times more fun yeah
2: but i would also argue if you if you go as far as a hundred something buttons then you might as well pick up the pro guitar and actually just learn well it's, that was my yeah, next it's an odd one
0: that was my next that was my next point but but yeah but it's it's the thing is about pressing fret, pressing fret buttons is a lot less. You know, the the famously the thing about you know playing guitar, and I have yeah, I dabbled, it's... literally just dabbled. Is it really hurts mm-hmm. for the first however many months? Um, yeah. You know, until you've until you deformed your hands and got calluses, it really hurts. So, so playing these, you know, the, the the plastic pressy buttons is not going to be that demanding but uh, i just had no confidence that the tracks would support that peripheral adequately anyway so it just yeah i would uh, paul you must be the only person i know who got one of these and um, it,
1: it's unnecessarily confusing uh, yeah. I, I think the other problem with it is that you obviously had this this thing made by mad cats and with the hundred buttons on it then there was also a fender guitar which i actually know yeah. a couple of people who have that yes. uh, but they only produced a very limited supply of them there was an even it was even more limited in uh in sure. europe they, they were you were able to get them in the states i think a bit it was a bit easier playing a real guitar is really hard mm-hmm. uh, that's what I learned out of it and I've got the utmost respect for anyone who can do it but I had I mean literally I, I remember I think I, I got the achievement for I think you had to get you had to get like some stupid note streak in uh, I think you had to complete uh, the White Stripe song I think that was it mm. and after that I was like okay hell with yeah. this so I'm just and I kind of left it there I, I also think you know referring to Rocksmith I think Rocksmith really has that market it, it's got the it's got the hang of. It. also as i understand it with rocksmith you can pretty much use any old guitar you like that's I, mean, right. I think is that correct i mean i don't is ryan have you played it or yeah has anyone else played it is that is that that's my understanding any
3: electric guitar anyways
1: yeah any, sorry ele- yeah. electric guitar obviously but that makes way more sense to me because you can then literally take yeah. your any your guitar that you've got and away you go whereas it's not whereas in rock band 3 it was a specialized bit of hardware which is really hard to get hold of
2: there's so much promotion behind it though it it became about all about the pro instruments and the added stuff rather than just the uh, enjoy the game for what it is.
0: I didn't feel that way because, I mean, I, you know, I just don't follow the media in that way. So for me, it was just like, here's another set of songs and a slightly different interface and carry on. And as I say, I think my reasons for playing less were... Circumstantial, more than anything to do with the software or the marketing whatsoever. For me, it felt like the slickest package, and I, I was quite happy just carrying on with the peripherals I already had plus a keyboard.
1: It, it was a very buggy, uh, buggy game. There were a lot of. Um, there's the famous sort of crate of death uh, thing. There was a, a certain loading animation that would it would always crash out, which they, they, they fixed, but it became a bit of a running gag. I think there were just a number of, a number of problems with it, and obviously, uh, I have. Particular issues with the keyboard in that it it messed up the vocals. How so? If you played it in a full band, the full band experience with you know your well, potentially three vocalists, the you mm-hmm. know guitar, bass, drums, and then the keyboard. Yeah. Basically, the vocals was uh, useless because uh, all the, it was all the other instruments were were scored except the vocals. <laughs> and all you got in the vocals is is you you basically got it it defaulted to the harmonies mode which it was also i didn't wasn't a massive fan of and it was always set to easy no matter what you did to as someone i think someone eloquently put it on a forum at the time you might as well give the vocalist a banana to sing into for all the difference it really made Mm. to the experience
0: no, for me it was uh, the, the adding the keyboard was yeah something I definitely wanted and was a natural progression and uh, yeah um, you know obviously it's a keytar rather than a full size keyboard but uh, but yeah it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a feel the keys feel nice as well you know they feel they feel proper yeah. which is uh, which is important and you can use
3: it as a MIDI keyboard as well and plug it right into your computer
2: yes right yeah what happened at this point because th- there was a big break between three and for
3: well, the market crash
2: well yeah the whole genre it seems like the, the great crash that suddenly happened yeah. it, whether it was oversaturation or lack of interest I... it's the same it's it's exactly the same as as
0: anything like this it was it was oversaturation and i think you know the, the issues we've talked about with the peripherals contributed but it was just insane you know firstly obviously this had caught a bit of a wave in the same way as like we fit and the we the we did And then everyone had it and then they don't want to be sold the same thing over and over and over again. So it stopped selling. And but, you know, shareholders didn't see it coming or, you know, developers didn't see it coming, you know, so they you obviously you keep gambling on making more stuff because it doesn't actually cost that much to make, you know, these um, these plastic instruments. And then shops were absolutely swamped with stock that they mm. that took up an enormous amount of space that they couldn't shift and mm-hmm. so they didn't want it anymore people didn't want it anymore no one wanted it anymore um so it was left to you know the likes of us to just still love the game and wanted to carry on playing but the market was the market was yeah. dead is
2: just about holding on and like what well, never gone, has gone so
0: yeah and i know i mean I, I think some of the other studios who did you know, Hero Games for Activision have, have moved on to other things. It was, you know, it was just you have these studios that are put onto projects that will be that will be guaranteed sales at, at any particular point. Um, fortunately, you know, Harmonix kept on going and they've released um, Amplitude and uh and and it was always you know it was always there i mean the dlc kept coming uh right up until yeah
1: till when was it 20 was it 2012 or 20 because the last one was yeah. for, before the break was american pie wasn't it that was, that was right. sort of symbolic yeah uh, but they they, ca- they carried on supporting the game for quite some time after after that but i think they they obviously they introduced blitz into the yeah. uh, to sort of kind of yeah, you know, give it a bit more of a bolster. Maybe that that could sort of in, in sort of enliven it a bit because and because the DLC, it, because the DLC could be in. purchased for that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They tried a couple of things, but it was a bit. Eh, you know, they were apparently going to release a Pearl Jam game. I think prior mm. to Rock Band three. But that never, never happened. That's why, and that because everyone was confused when they loaded up Rock Band 3 and found that all the all the Pearl Jam tracks had harmonies in them, whereas none of the other (laughs) previous DLC did. And it it turns out there was some game they were going to do with Uh, live uh, live video in the background. Which, personally, I, as someone who absolutely loves Pearl Jam, I'd have like been all over. But Mm. so it's a bit a bit disappointed that it never came to fruition.
0: For those of us who still love love the game, love playing the game, it's like I still buy, you know, the 2D shoot'em ups still come out and I buy them <laughs> and I play them and I love them and I don't care that the market, you know, the market's dead. And the only reason, you know, I my reasons for not getting four were, were exactly what I said. I was I'm I'm hugely invested, both financially and, you know, in terms of space in my house and in, you know, in terms of DLC, in all the previous rock bands. And the fact is that the PS4 and Xbox One versions you know having it on a current console appeals but i've still got my old consoles all set up so given that i didn't like the tracklist at all and i couldn't just easily play with all my old instruments you have to get adapters and even then some things won't work and some dlc won't be brought forward i just didn't want it um and and i you know i kind of feel bad for not supporting harmonics but i'm not going to waste my money on a thing that i'm not going to use so
1: it's pretty much killed mad cats we should we should actually mention that matt we've yeah. got to mention this but partway through rock band 3's life cycle it changed from being ea to mad cats as the distributor and they effectively relaunched it yeah. you know and then it came to rock band 4 and mad cats got on board they did the adapt obviously the in terms of the uh, ps4 the instruments all worked anyway so there wasn't really a problem but they needed a special adapter which only worked with the wireless hardware now the new company who are involved in this, PDP, uh, they've they're releasing a USB adapter as well. In that comes with the Rock Band Four Plus Rivals expansion pack, which mm. is coming out fairly soon. That allows things like the Ion Drum Rocker to work, for example, okay. which has been a huge sticking point for a lot of people. You can see they're trying to uh, to to sort of get things back on track, and to some extent, they have. I mean, the game's been patched quite a bit, significantly, actually, sure. since it was released. And there's loads of uh, to, to be honest. I've said to a lot of people that you know, if you bought it when the new version comes out with the with the Rivals expansion, that is going to feel more like what Rock Band Four should have been from the outset. Okay. Uh, so I would not in any way feel. I've said to a lot of people if if you're not that, if there's there's other reasons you can't get it for whatever reason wait it out
0: i am never Yeah, exactly I'm never saying never if it becomes uh if it becomes the way to play again then uh, then I'll all be for it uh our regular correspondent Glenn Watts says while I think harmonics have put out a bit of a dud with rb4 there's still time for them to build on it albeit without mad cats who probably suffered the most from poor sales I think they eventually did a decent job of letting you reuse most of the tracks from the previous games my rock band 4 library is huge but I find I haven't played it half
3: as much as I did two and three. I think Rock Band Four had some interesting additions, mostly kind of stemming from the work that Harmonix had done previously with the uh, Xbox One exclusive Connect title, uh, Fantasia Music Evolved, which I did a little write yeah. up Ooh, yeah. for yeah, on, yeah, uh, yeah. on the Canon Run's website, um, in which they uh, they explored a lot of like the creation of music and being able to use samples and instruments and stuff to uh basically write parts of songs um using you know gestures that you would be able to control with the connect um which was really cool in that game and i feel like it is those ideas and some of that same technology was brought forward into rock band four for the uh uh, freestyle guitar solo mode Mm. which I think is a tremendous addition to the game. Like I I really like it. It doesn't quite work as well as I would like it to. There's like a, there's a very noticeable delay when you're playing a freestyle guitar solo. Most of the time it sounds good, but the changeups that you make like hitting different notes on the, on the neck or changing the speed at which you strum don't go into effect until like Mm. one or two full seconds after you make that change in real life. Which feels a bit disempowering at first, and it feels a bit like, oh, I'm just kind of, why do you even need me if the computer is the one that's doing all the real work here? But like once you kind of like mentally adjust for it, then uh, and learn how to control it, like the the difference between somebody who knows how to play a rock band for freestyle solo and somebody who doesn't is tremendous, and you can play some really cool things, whether it's just the um, the usual. Uh, guitar solo breaks in the middle of, of regular songs or whether you play the uh, the freestyle guitar solo practice mode which lets you just like uh, play a you know guitar solo over the entire song uh, which is a lot of fun as well but in um, the fact that that feature was also implemented into all of the previous songs on the library that had guitar solos in them like that That to me was exciting because it meant that I can go back to like the, you know, Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria, which I've had since rock band one and have always loved, and then Mm. like actually experience it in like a new, like fundamentally new way and to hear like new. Music that sounds good as a part of like that song that I know from like rote memory And that kind of thing to me is really exciting. The only thing that I feel was uh, kind of let the feature down it's not completely freestyle like there are Recommended like there are passages like, you know, however many measures it's broken up into sections and it'll tell you like, you should be strumming slowly on the lower keys here. And then you should be strumming fast on the higher keys here. And then this is where you do hammer-ons. And of course, like you can just ignore it and it won't penalize you necessarily, but if you want to like high score chase, then you have to, uh, you know, follow those pretty closely. And, um, And so those are, there's a lot of information that I don't feel it does a great job of it's not as immediately readable for new players as the old, like, as the uh, note charts are. Like, I have to, like, sit down and explain in pretty thorough detail, like, what these things are to people who haven't played before. But other than that, I think that feature makes a pretty big difference for me, and I, I really love it.
1: Ryan, have you considered becoming a PR person for harmonics Because you've just <laughs> basically explained what they could not. <laughs> so, uh... It's. It is. It, yeah, I agree with you. It's put. It's in poorly. Sp- it would be cool. I think if uh, if I had any idea how it worked, mm-hmm. and they ha- they have a freestyle thing in the vocals as well, but all it seemed to do was make you mean you could bodge bodge a line and still get a f- combo it, which just to me, as someone who's again trying to hit every note, well, was t- as close as possible. It seemed utterly redundant. So. It, it
3: goes a step farther to account for um, something that uh, back in Rock Band two and Rock Band one um with a single vocal track line, sometimes I would have trouble with uh, I would sing a song as I have always sung it to myself, whether it's like in the shower or in the car or something. And I would get a line or two wrong because the uh the line that it designated as the lead line was not the one that I always like gravitated towards in my Gimme Gimme
1: Shelter, for yeah, example, yeah. is extremely guilty of that. And so, so
3: yeah, the uh the uh har- or the The harmonies went away towards correcting that. In that you could just sing any of the parts, even solo, and you could still pass the line, which was really fun, I think. And then this one goes a step farther to saying that even if you harmonize, but are within like the right, um, within the right scale, I guess, then you would be rewarded. Like as long as it sounds decent, then like you know, as long as it's not completely like the wrong note then you're okay
1: they also i should add they also engaged the um there's a there was a a community project called the rock band harmonies project which uh they basically went through absolutely every single piece of dlc and added in all the harmony stuff as a and you could download this as there was a way to um to sort of bodge rock band 3 so you could play custom Hmm. stuff and you could do you could do it on a normal xbox so we didn't need to do anything to the hardware and this, uh, these guys basically went through back and put harmonies in everything. And what oh. they ended up doing was basically giving all of that to harmonics. And now, every single rock band DLC track that's available, and he goes all the way back, you have yeah, harmonies yeah. In, in, in everything. I was wondering, where so that's came why. From that's uh, that's they yeah so yeah, they I think that gives you an idea of how much they they fought they they, they still fostered this sort of community spirit in fact uh the, the, the it's, it's a thing called the custom I think it's custom creators something or the other I've totally forgotten the name of it but uh, what they would do they there was you know to fill in the gap between once DLC stopped appearing um you they they did their own thing mm-hmm. uh, you know it's there's a obviously a legal grey area with this obviously but effectively they provided the note chart and you provided the song um in, to all intents and purposes, and that's uh, and there's actually been a couple of songs from that lot that have appeared, ended up appearing in Rock Band anyway. So,
3: which is why they were trying to crowdfund Rock Band four to eventually come to PC, so that all these community features could be more streamlined
1: and have the Rock Band network in it as well. Right. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get onto that that fa- that failed attempt, sadly. But yeah, there was lots of there's lots of things they they obviously I suppose what it means, what it, what it signifies is that they obviously have a. Uh, still there's a, a real hardcore community that still yeah. really loves this stuff and it's possibly why they've been going to great lengths to sort of adapt the game back to suit their taste, rather than looking at the metrics that say okay no one used practice mode uh, so we'll take that out uh, when in fact there was a real their hardcore fans used it religiously uh, for example and they ended up getting the message that hey maybe we should put that back in there was lots of things like that but yeah it, it's it's been interesting seeing it sort of develop, as I said, it feel it feels like an early access game. It sort of feels like it's been iterated on, even in its current state. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's yeah. So I just I just wish they'd they'd sort of got done enough stuff on the ground from the off. They just it just yeah, it didn't it didn't quite work.
0: Right, we must hear from our community first. I've got a couple of pieces which relate specifically to the social experience. First from uh, regular contributor Alex Dola who says, years after their release, having already got a couple of the Guitar Hero guitars and games at home, my son and I started playing them together. We soon finished most of the Guitar Hero songs, so went looking for more games. By now, they were all cheap as chips, and we picked up the Green Day and Beatles versions of Rock Band for literally a pound or two in-game, and still play them. Amongst various other Rock Band and Guitar Hero games, picked up for pennies each to this day it's impossible to play them and not feel like a rock star he usually stands on his top bunk as if on stage and dives all over the place they're brilliant fun to play together uh, and alex i know is uh, is in a band himself a real band so there you go Celador says, around when Rock Band came out, it was social glue. I went to a bunch of parties back then during which I otherwise wouldn't have interacted with anyone or had an ounce of fun. But if folks were playing Rock Band, I could step in and not feel so extremely out of place. I still didn't really talk to anyone, you know, but I had some fun and that spread around. Nice. social you can glue.
1: Definitely relate to that. So, yeah. Definitely.
0: <laughs> now for uh, from the community, canarince.com slash forum. Uh, First up, we have Electric Crocosaurus, who says, I've been a keyboard player for most of my life and still help out friends when they need music lessons covered from time to time. Therefore, I've seen firsthand the so-called rock band effect. Kids who have taken up a proper instrument following their enjoyment of the plastic versions. For a medium that has had a long association with education, the rock band and Guitar Hero series has probably done the most to promote children's education since the BBC Micro. As for the game itself, the first rock band had some teething problems as Harmonix got to grips with developing hardware for the first time. The guitars did not automatically calibrate, so the amount of lag in the game depended on your ability to use the manual setup. The drums were a work in progress, with hits often missed by the sensors, a problem rectified by the infinitely better set released alongside Rock Band 2. Mechanically, the game built upon Harmonix previous experience on the Guitar Heroes, so it was near flawless. The drum hud was intuitive and vo- vocals were covered in a way familiar to sing style users. The biggest negative was the visuals with an art style that I wasn't keen on for the first game and never grew on me as the series progressed, the exception being the far more stylized Beatles rock band. Although it remains pretty abstract, rock band does attempt to mimic some guitar technique in the layout of its notation, an approach to hammer-ons and pull-offs, no sniggering at the back. Little touches like this have always made the series feel more muso-friendly, the pro-evo to Guitar Heroes' FIFA. I could never get on with Rock Band's keyboard notation, however. A lifetime of reading standard notation meant that the scrolling black and white keys that Harmonix adopted were a step too far for me. There you go, more musos. Now from Derek Ritchie. Rock Band is probably the series I have invested more money into than any other. Over multiple formats, multiple releases and a DLC list that extends into thousands of songs, alongside a time investment that stretches into hundreds of hours, this game has been a huge part of my PlayStation 3 life. I did not want to wait the six-month delay for the European version, leading to ordering and taking delivery of an American band-in-a-box set. This has been the series that captured my imagination most. But to describe playing rock band is almost impossible because it is all about hitting a zone-like state where the progression of the bars from the top of the screen to the prompts stops being something you consciously think about and instead transforms into an expression of music you feel empowered by creating. Where the mechanics change from a rule set to pure muscle memory, the fingers moving to the right tab without even having to mentally map it in your head. Songs change in an instant from something you concentrate on into something you simply feel something you dance to in, fr- in your front room and euphoric moments of pure joy as you nail a sequence of hammer-ons and pull-offs. There is no singular word to describe mastery of rock band, no straightforward explanation of that moment inside where the distinction between game instrument and actual instrument changes in your head. While you know you will never play a guitar through this game, that does not stop you seeing yourself up there on stage with others shredding away to the sounds of fans and band members and just feeling absolutely at one with the plastic instrument you are holding. In a nutshell, Rock Band is best when you simply stop thinking and start feeling. Yes, there are many issues around the game, and the recent re-release, that can be pointed to as subpar, But little has made me feel like Rock Band has, and I doubt nothing ever really will. Thank you, Derek. Bakers 12 says, Rock Band was my first peripherals-led rhythm action game. Before I got this game, I thought the whole idea of pretending to play an instrument by pressing buttons on a big lump of plastic was very silly. As I typed this, I realised that the same reasoning could be used for all video games. (laughs) I only got interested in getting Rock Band after E3 when the first game was announced. I was chatting to Michael Fox of the Joypod podcast at a gathering and asked him what game he was most excited for from the convention. Rock Band was the answer. I looked into it. It looked more impressive than Guitar Hero to me and seemed to have a more authentic feel to it, probably helped by the branded fenders and real drumsticks. From never getting a game like this before, I ended up getting One, Two, Three, and Beatles Rock Bands, only missing Lego Rock Band. The big thing about these games for me are the memories I have because of the game. Like Rock Band Wednesdays, looking at the new release on the store, playing with my wife and our band, the MLAs, one of the few games that she will play. The Crimbo Baker Bash, before my sister went to Oz singing the Killers, my wife's brother doing spot on Liam Gallagher impression, therapeutically playing with my mate who was living with us after a divorce my wife getting 100% on vocals on the South Park version of Poker Face. Amazing times, but now it only comes out at Christmas. Why? Mainly when we moved the drums and the spare guitar went in the attic and the final nail was another move, this time one to the PS4. The trusty 360 went the way of the drums and I was not going to buy the whole kit again or rebuy tracks. I love rock band, but I had to let it go. Triumph of Hearts, a new contributor. Welcome. Guitar Hero blew my head off. Guitar Hero 2 felt like a natural refinement of what was already basically a perfect game. Rock Band was beyond anything I could have comprehended as a home title at that stage. I coveted it for months and eventually found someone selling up at a reasonably cheap price via eBay. I made my brother drive me on a 150 mile round trip to Romford to pick it up, then got the drums set up immediately. We got back to the house at 2am. It was my life for the next four to five years. I'd always played music and always loved rhythm action, but Rock Band compelled me to actually learn an instrument. After earning gold stars in almost all of Rock Band 1, 2 and 3's bass libraries, as well as hundreds of pieces of DLC, I finally decided to give real drums a go and haven't looked back since. All the basics were there, and over time my playing style moved away from the guided claustrophobia of Rock Band towards something that was recognisably my own. I've since played in, recorded and released records as a drummer in several bands. Harmonics quite literally changed my life for the better. People always scoff when I say video games taught me drums, but there it is. Without the seed of Guitar Hero, I wouldn't be playing drums today, as the learning curve, space requirements, and financial investment to learn in a more formal sense just wasn't practical for me. There are issues with each of the harmonics developed titles in the series. For example, Rock Band 1's career was restrictive by the standards of its release and didn't allow you to go through a career solo. I beat it on Expert by singing and drumming at the same time, though. And Rock Band 3 may have tried a bit too hard with its pro peripherals, but overall they remain peerless. High points. Beating the endless setlist in Rock Band 1 drumming and singing at the same time on Expert. Gold starring Nine Inch Nails the perfect drug after 500,000 attempts playing through the whole of the Abbey Road DLC in the Beatles rock band and genuinely thinking this is the best licensed release that will ever exist. Hosting rock band party after party after party at university and seeing Rock Band 4 announced and almost shedding a tear that Harmonix's baby was allowed a resurrection on modern platforms with pre-existing DLC support. Fantastic contribution. Thank you, Triumph of Hearts. And we will conclude this issue's correspondence with Telepri. Rock Band is, without a doubt, one of the most important video games in my life. My first experience with a rhythm game was Guitar Hero 2 on PS2 at a friend's house in 2007. Shortly after this, my brother and I got it on Xbox 360. That holiday season, Rock Band was on the way. It was hard for us to justify purchasing a new music game after only just getting Guitar Hero. I can't remember the price for the band bundle, but I imagine it was at least $150, if not closer to $200, or even more. We were perfectly happy with Guitar Hero, but we were pleasantly surprised to unwrap Rock Band on Christmas. I remember wanting to get good at the drums, but as this was before my marching band days, I was terrible at working the foot pedal, not that I'm much better now. So instead, my brother took to the drums and I continued the progress that I had already made with the fake plastic guitar. So I I said Rock Band is important to me. There are three reasons for that. The first is the influence it has had on my musical tastes. At this point in my life, at the age of 12, I had a fairly narrow musical palette, not straying far from what was familiar to me. Rock Band encouraged me to step out of my comfort zone and introduced me to the joys of seeking out and listening to new music. The second way in which Rock Band holds importance in my life is one that many probably share, so I won't dwell on it. But it was a great way to spend time with friends. For me, it is alongside Halo 3 and Time Splitters 2 for my favourite local multiplayer experiences. Lastly, as I think back on the game, Rock Band was the first that I really tried getting good at before Smash Brothers Melee or Spelunky. Sure, I wanted to be better than everyone at Halo, but it wasn't a big deal. With Rock Band, there was always room for improvement, and if you weren't the best at guitar, you were put on bass. Someone else still better, you get the mic. I have a lot of memories from various parts of my life spent with this game and its first sequel. Building up fans and money to create absurd matching characters for our band, Diplomacy with Idiots. The many late nights spent completing the endless set lists, completing the Hall of Fame set on drums to passive-aggressively drown out the noise of fighting parents. In more recent years, a few instances of losing my voice when I finally realised that singing is much more fun than the other instruments. Rock band came at the perfect time in my life, and I don't think I'd trade my experiences with it for anything. What an amazing set of correspondence. Mm. Also terrifying that uh, Telepri there is talking about getting rock banned when he was 12 years old. And now he's listening to Kane and Rince as an adult. Uh,
1: no, I read that earlier. I was like, oh, dear.
0: yeah, <laughs> it's been a while.
1: It's been a while uh, now.
0: Much more succinctly in just three words. Follow us on Twitter at Kane and We have our three word reviews, starting with freelance police who says too much
1: plastic. Uh, John Solomon says, some assembly required.
3: Andrew Brown says, plethoric plastic, mm, boy. <laughs> Good luck <love laughs> with <of> that. <laughs> plethoric plastic performances. <laughs> Richard Burt, don't perform solo.
0: Snakey David, blisters on fingers.
1: Death Note, pretend rock god.
3: Telepri late night rocking. Alex79UK,
2: live tonight, us. And Paddy Stardust says,
0: instant party starter. Thank you, everybody. Now, it's just for us to conclude. Obviously, we're all fans of this franchise, but see if we can sum up why and what it means to us. And uh, yeah, and where we recommend that people start if they've been inspired to go back or to try out the world of rock band
3: ryan yeah i've invested more time in this series than i probably have any other series in my gaming history and just have a tremendous amount of affection for these games i've really enjoyed watching the series kind of grow uh, watching what features they've added and what features they've taken away over the years and uh, where it's all gone and while i haven't agreed with every step i think that each step has been interesting um i don't know if i'd go back to the previous entries like i think it was fun to live through but it doesn't make for as fun of like a case study afterwards um but i, I think that if you're gonna start anywhere like if you've never picked up a rock Van game before i'd say start with four because the games only kind of for me at least got better as they added things and just you know got a little bit more polished over the years and the fact that it has access to all of the dlc and you can import all the old songs and stuff like that um you know it's just the most complete package but um i I do sorely miss the uh the rock band network uh had some really yeah it's like smaller bands and stuff that you wouldn't see on the the um main rock band store like um the soundtrack to vvvvv a few songs were on there by uh, by wow, soul yeah. lemon demon released a track on there which was a lot of fun but um you know regardless of that i also really hope that um, that harmonix brings back rock band blitz for the new generation of consoles because that's kind of all that's keeping my 360 plugged in at this point like that is also like such a fun way to use those tracks that we've accumulated accumulated over the years to essentially just play like a different style of game completely and just the fact that these songs have been with me since you know the very beginning that i can you know play carry on my wayward son just as i did so many years ago and now there's so many different ways to play it and freestyle guitar solos and and just you know as these as the years go on like the the music that I've always had continues to evolve and continues to change and continues to just become more interesting for me to engage with I've already mentioned that they've added vocal harmonies to a lot of the older tracks and so it's just something that it's like every track that I invested in back then has just like that purchase has really blossomed in interesting ways that I didn't expect and so um, yeah, I I will continue to play this series until um, until all my hardware breaks and I can't play it anymore. But um, yeah, I highly recommend jumping in. Thanks, Ryan. Tony, how about you?
2: Um, I think our correspondence succinctly summed up what it makes you feel when you're playing Rock Band to a degree that you know you feel that you're part of the music. Um, so I'm not going to go deep in that. But I what I will say is Rock Band 2 in particular is my favorite of the series, um, purely because it's the one I put the most amount of time in the one I, I just got so deep into and I I love dearly. Um, it's in my top five games of all time. So I absolutely love it right the way through. And it's made me feel, um, something that I don't think any other game has. It's just made me feel a part of, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm somebody else for a second. I don't know. It, It really, really is important and special to me. Um, as an antidote, we didn't get this in the main show, but it, it is quite funny. Um, for anybody that knows these games, I failed um, the Endless setlist 2 on that game. Oh, um, yes. It's called The Bladder Was Still an Achievement, which is essentially you need to play the game for six hours and 15 minutes um, without pausing or any breaks. Uh, I did that on drums. Unfortunately, I failed the second to last song. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the lowest points of my life i i have to say um and it was it was just i think it was run to the hills maybe i think it was that but it was a song that i had played many
1: panic wasn't it panic attack, panic
2: attack okay well there we ideal um it was a song i'd played many times and perfected many times but after that many six hours of drumming apparently it took its toll and i failed it so, but you still came bouncing back. From I what? came still, and it's still there. I, I probably bumped it one whole place down out of my top five list because of that. But um, no, I, I absolutely adore rock band, um, and I will continue to do so. And I, you know, I, I, one day I'm sure my my own personal kind of setup in life will allow me to to kind of get back and and find you know. Find some room and some uh, less sticky fingers to enjoy my uh, iron rocker out mm-hmm. the uh, out the uh, the attic one day, but we shall see. So yeah, absolutely love the series, serious bits.
0: Yeah, same here about uh, one day uh, having the setup. I don't care if I'm a you know sad old late forties man playing with my plastic instruments. I'll be too busy feeling the joy exactly as described by uh, brilliantly by Derek in mm-hmm. in his correspondence. Um, as I say for for me it's that it's not about the posturing rock god it's not about the you know living out that fantasy it's about the the the, the feel of, of being at one with music yeah you know, sometimes it'll be music you don't particularly like but you know there's such a huge library that there's there should be plenty of stuff in there you do like um, and you know it will almost certainly introduce you to some, some, some new things and maybe even um you know, enhance your appreciation of music that exists. For me, I think the thing that I love about the rock band series the most is that it's not just one type of game. I think the the reason I think it's so special, as well as just the the, the joy of, of the music as mentioned, is that it's my favorite rhythm action slash music game, just because of, you know, how well made it is and how well it plays. It's one of my favourite all-time score-chasing games. It exists as a high-score, you know, a leaderboard battler game. It's one of my favourite social games or, you know, party games. It's also one of my favourite co-op games, and I make that slight distinction because there's there's different ways of playing this. There's playing it with, you know, people who aren't that serious about it for the fun of pretending to sing songs and play instruments. But there's also the co-op aspect, the let's actually get the score you know the best score that we can as a team and even there's even one more kind of genre box it ticks as Tony's alluded to is a fitness game because if you're playing this for hours particularly drums uh, but even the other instruments to an extent it's actually quite a workout (laughs) so um yeah, it just ticks loads and loads of boxes for me. Uh, I think harmonics are just amazing. Um, sorry I haven't bought Rock Band 4 yet, but it's, I'm too invested in the pre, its predecessors. Um, and they they are and remain absolutely integral parts of my video games collection and will forever. And let's conclude with our guest, Paul.
1: I, th- I think the thing about Rock, but the Rock Band series is, uh, which is... You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, try to deal with too much of superlatives here, but it's basically my favourite game series. I think because of the amount of time, uh, not just, and you know, obviously money is a side. As an aside, I, I've I've invested a hell of a lot in this game. I've gone to uh, other parts of the country to meet people to play it with. Uh, play with. I've, 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 I think I, I think this. I think I went on a date as a result of it. Uh, Various things. I, I, um, I. Well, I think, I think, I, I, yeah, it was a date. I'm pretty sure it was a date. I've, I've met the, uh, I've met the developers of it uh, as, as we said earlier. We met them in packs. So I think at the time it came out, I, I'd kind of fallen off uh, the sort of out of out of love with the sort of the more traditional video game thing the, the sorts of things people would spend you know their hours hours and hours playing i well i i really couldn't deal with things like playing co-op first person shooters i remember like playing levels of halo 3 for example where i didn't even fire a single shot it didn't make any difference so, whereas in this type i found i found something i was i was genuinely really good at and i really enjoyed being useful in that context you know so sort of, I, I i always remember people saying you know they that was you know the whole trying to find a decent vocalist in this game is quite difficult so suddenly i was i was useful <laughs> yeah. for something it it really was i mean and as i said I've, I've met so many wonderful people out of out of this and i've got you know lifelong friends out of it as a result uh which is the sort and it gave me a sort of a kind of much needed confidence boost at a time when i was I was pretty in the in the doldrums uh for a huge chunk a huge chunk in that sort of when it kind of around the time it came out plus you know it got me into music in a way that nothing had re- before that had really managed I I really wasn't that I, it was always background filler but it, this mm. really gave me appreciation appreciation for music uh, you know how it's constructed and also crucially I've got you know loads of bands that I really like I I, I actually started going to concerts and things like that that kind of that was, I hadn't Hadn't I sort of half-heartedly done, yeah, uh, sure. and and yeah, and it also it brought it brought to life a a genre of music I I felt was you know, the rock music genre. Although it's you know it's adapted, you know they put pop stuff in there as well. But that sort of genre of music, which I I kind of felt was a, it was kind of in a decline almost. It felt it felt like you know in terms of popular music, it gave that it gave it a much-needed rise. And I don't know, it's. Uh, it's a hugely important game series anyone who knows me will know will know that and although I don't necessarily but I haven't really played put as much time and effort into Rockman 4 as um, as I you know did the other games in the series uh, it doesn't mean I don't love it any any less now Uh, it's just my life is a bit different to how it was at the time when I was playing it obsessively but as I said it's to me a huge massive massive impact on my life and I you know uh, I can't I can't I can't you know state that enough really
0: indeed which is why we had you on and thank (laughs) you for joining us uh yeah it's been a lot of fun there's obviously there's tons and tons of the actual technical side of the game that we just haven't had time to to go into but um if if this has interested you piqued your interest then then uh, check it out so it just remains for me leon to thank ryan tony and paul and to tell you that next time in issue 234 fables no not that one it's Telltale's the wolf among us